Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 189 with the wonderful Erin File. Hi, this is Erin File and you're listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I'm really looking forward to talk to Erin today about unlocking your power. And you probably can relate that all of us have somehow mental roadblocks. And these roadblocks are coming up. They make us feel stuck on the way to success, on the way to making our dreams come true. And most people think that it takes a ton of effort and time to remove these mental roadblocks and to alleviate the self-sabotage our own minds create that hold us back. But Aaron File, founder of the MindFix Group, has a track record of getting lightning fast results for her clients that are permanent. So how exciting is that? Let's tune in to Unlock Your Power. Hey Aaron, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, I know. And we talked before and I can't wait to really dive into mindset. I'm such a big fan of the idea that you can actually shift your mindset. You don't need to be stuck all your life with the beliefs you grew up with. You can make decisions. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I have noticed on, on my journey, and I'm quite sure lots of people can relate. You get to a point in your life where you think, well, that can't be it. I mean, there must be more, right? It's like I act the same way always when I get in this situation or when this kind of thing triggers me and, you know, I kind of feel stuck and there must be a better way, right? At some point, I would say that everybody kind of gets the idea that they can change things in their lives. And, and the first thing I believe needs to happen is the realization, the awareness that there is something that's not okay for you anymore. And I'm quite sure that a lot of your clients come to you when they are in this position. So can you give us a little bit of a background on mindset and why it's not like a five-second fix because some people do think like, okay, tell me your belief. I make it go away. And you know, in 10 minutes you, you are much better off, but it is a process. So what can you share with us? How to, how to look at things in a way that we actually get this awareness? Sure. So what's interesting is that working with beliefs actually, in my opinion, is the fastest most rapid, most effective way to change, to get unstuck, and to get out of your own way. So we have people who, in a matter of a handful of weeks, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, are completely eliminating issues that they've been going to therapy for 20 years, 30 mm. years. So compared to other methodologies, working with beliefs and what you believe to be true and belief structures and your thoughts is incredibly fast. Can everything go away in 10 seconds? No, but when you compare it to decades of work and you're talking a handful of hours or a handful of weeks, it's powerful. Yeah. And, and to break this all down, the way that I like to help people understand how this is possible and how this all works and, and mindset is that 
so often we try to change our actions. We try to change our behaviors. We see some area in our life where we're stuck or where we keep self-sabotaging, where we keep acting in ways that don't serve us. We say we want to build a business, but then we keep sleeping in and it's been four weeks and we haven't done anything. We mm-hmm. say we want to improve our relationship with our spouse and then yet we keep going out to the bar every night over and over and over and it's been four months. We say that we're tired of wasting 30 hours a week with our perfectionism, perfectionism problems and we're not going to quadruple check our emails and we say we're not going to criticize our employees if things aren't 100% perfect and yet we have the compulsion and we keep doing it. And we go, oh, this is not acceptable. So what do we do? We go and we try to change our actions. We put down on our to-do list, I'm not going to do this. I am going to come home from the bar. I am absolutely going to start working on the new business on Monday. And we try to change our behavior. The, the thing is, the actions that we end up taking each day and our behaviors, they're not random. They're, we don't just take behaviors because we say we want to or we, or we say we don't want to. Our behaviors and our actions are, tr- are completely determined by the thoughts that we have and the emotions that we feel. And people might sit there and go, no, I just say what I want to do and I'll do it. And that's how it works. But to make this real, let's say, let's say that I am walking down the street one day. I'm walking down the block and a little baby kitty cat is walking towards me, okay? Now, let's say my action is to scream and to run away. And I go, oh gosh, this is not a healthy behavior to have. I want to stop that. So the next day I say, if I'm going to see a cat, I'm not going to scream. I'm going to walk past that cat. And I could try. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. But it's probably going to be extremely hard, extremely difficult, and there's going to be a lot of resistance. The reason is the action of screaming and running away is not random. It's based on thoughts and emotions. So if I'm running away and screaming, I'm probably having thoughts like I am in danger, I am not safe, and emotions of fear and anxiety. So if I have thoughts, I am in danger, I have emotions of anxiety, guess what? The action of screaming and running away, it makes total sense right? Natural. So it's natural. It's like A plus B equals C. It makes sense. So most people will be like, I'm just going to walk by the cat and they try to change their behavior. That's the hard way. That's resistance. That's stress. That's internal tug of war because you're fighting against thoughts of I'm in danger and emotions of anxiety and fear. That's hard to fight against those things. What if you could change your thoughts to like you just got rid of I am in danger and you got rid of the anxiety and fear. Well, then it's easy to just walk past the cat, right? So what most people do when it comes to mindset is they try to change their thoughts and they try to change their emotions, which is, it's it's a good idea. In theory, it sounds good. But here's the thing. The thoughts that we have and the emotions that we feel, they're not random either. They don't just randomly show up. The thoughts we have and the emotions we feel are based on how we perceive the events that are happening to us, which are ultimately based on what we believe to be true. So if I have a belief that cats are dangerous, 
And then I perceive the event, you know, cats coming towards me. <gasps> I'm going to have thoughts of I'm in danger. My emotions are going to be anxiety. And guess what? I'm going to scream and run away. Instead of trying to change all of this stuff here, what if I simply plucked out the belief cats are dangerous, got rid of it completely, dissolved it, eliminated it, almost like you bopped me on the head and I had amnesia and I forgot I ever thought that. If I got rid of that belief, suddenly I see a cat walking down the street. My thoughts are going to be, oh, cute cat. My emotions are going to be interest, maybe enjoyment, uh, might be nothing. My actions are going to be I keep walking by or maybe I even pet the cat. When you change at the belief level, it changes how you perceive events. It changes your thoughts. It changes your emotions and your actions change effortlessly without practice, without hard work. You're not pushing against all of these things up the line. Everything trickles down like dominoes. So, of course, that's a simple example of mindset with cats. But the same is true with perfectionism, procrastination, fears on sales calls, money issues, you name it. The same sequence happens where you have a belief, it changes how you perceive the event, it determines the thoughts you have, the emotions you feel, and ultimately what you end up saying or doing. So that's why when you work with things at the belief level, Change can be effortless. Change doesn't have to take a long time. And things that you insist are so hard. You've been working on them for years and years, and you've read the books, and you've been going to therapy, and you've been thinking about it. You've been trying to work at it this way instead of this way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's not going with the flow. It's making it more difficult than it needs to be, actually. Yes. As humans... We can do anything. If, if you have a belief that in order, to, in order to be successful or in order to be valuable, you must work hard. You must never stop working. If you have that belief, can you go on vacation with your family and turn your computer off? No. Yes, it's, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible, right? If someone came and had a gun to your head and they're like, you're going to do it. It's possible, right? Okay. You're like, okay, I can do it. You know, if, yes. <laughs> yes. If somebody has a very sharp stick, it's technically possible. It is going to be so uncomfortable. It is going to be, you are going to be stressed. You're going to have thoughts of, I can't do this. This is not okay. This is really stressful. I'm Things not going to enjoy apart. the vacation if I have that kind no. of mindset. No, no, yeah. you're not going to enjoy it. So technically, are, the, is, are these behaviors possible? Yes. But the stronger the belief the more resistance and internal stress you're going to experience when you try to change your behavior. Yeah. So why do you think people are so afraid of sales, of making these connections, of having the conversation, of asking for money? I know that's, that's quite a lot, but I'm quite sure from all your experience, you can like pull some pretty good answers. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's actually really common and it's not shocking once you start talking about it. Um, we've worked with so many salespeople and we'll find a lot of interesting similarities. When you go back and you look at um, the uh, kind of just how people were raised and what the family attitude was about money, about success, and about sales, and you kind of start digging into the stories that people picked up at a young age, usually, you know, before the age of seven or eight or nine or so, you find all sorts of things, and you hear the most incredible stories about, oh, you don't talk about money. 
money is not something to be discussed. It's rude to talk about money. Or you hear, um, you know, it, it, you make other people uncomfortable if you bring up money. Um, and you hear these statements of, well, that's how it is. Or you hear people saying um, that, you know, you hear stories about what happened to them when they would get rejected, if they would say the wrong thing, if they would mess up, if they'd make a mistake. So they're um, like a slew of really common beliefs. Like if I make a mistake or fail, I will be rejected. If I make a mistake or fail, I only get one chance. If I make a mistake or fail, horrible things will happen. Um, if I make a lot of money, it means I'm a bad person. If I'm successful, I can't have a happy family life or lots of free time. The more success I have, uh, the, the less time I'll have with my family. The more success I have, the busier I'll be. Um, it's rude to talk about money. It makes people uncomfortable to talk about money. I'm not the kind of person who has money. Um, I'm not a successful person. So you find these little statements that people are holding on to. And they'll, they'll, when you hear about their past and they start telling the stories of their past, you hear these threads about what, how their parents used to talk about money, what the conversations in their household used to be about money. And what happens is when you're a kid, you, you're a sponge and you absorb these things like, a, like, like you have a microphone and they just get absorbed into your subconscious. And around the age of seven or eight, they get locked in there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what books you read. It doesn't matter what your friends tell you. They are locked in there underneath the surface of the iceberg 24-7. They are spinning. They are tapes that are playing. So even when you take a sales course and you're like, oh, it's safe to talk about money. And oh, I might mess up sometimes. Makes sense. Your conscious mind knows that. But that's 5% of your choices. And just yeah. your subconscious mind, which is 95% of how you act and your choices and your decisions is going, nope, not safe to talk about money. Nope, rude to talk about money. So you're going like, oh no, I don't believe that. Subconsciously, that tape is going and going and going. And that's ultimately why you're like, I know I can talk about money. I consciously, I know it's not rude, but then you've got 95% of you under the iceberg that's like, it's rude, it's rude, don't you dare, don't you dare, bad things will happen if you talk about money. So a lot of the frustration that people feel and when they're struggling with, struggling with sales is not because they don't have the information. It's not because they don't have the right tools or techniques or mentor who's telling them how to strategically and tactically go about having better sales conversations. It's because of what got locked in underneath the iceberg at an early age that's worrying in the background outside of somebody's awareness. Yeah, totally agree. I always talk about shifting from a sales mindset, which for most of the people, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's like everything you said right now, um, into a sales success mindset where we stop being in our own way with those mm -hmm. beliefs. Because, you know, sometimes, and we all have made bad experiences in purchasing at some point. So that feeds the whole system in our subconscious because it gives you the statement, yes, yeah, salespeople are greedy. They just take your money. They, you know, it, it kind of feeds everything you believe, but you're not really aware of because somebody else has given you these statements and information when you were young. I can't tell you the number of salespeople we've worked with when, you know, we have a process where people can figure out if they believe something to be true. And most people think, do I believe it to be true? Nope. And they think that's the end of the story. But there's oh. different filters 
to determine if your subconscious believes something to be true. So I can't tell you the number of salespeople we've worked with where we were talking with them and we had them run statements like salespeople are greedy. Sales is sleazy. People are going to hate me if I do, if I, if I'm a salesperson and we have them run some statements like that through the three filters to see, do you act, does your subconscious believe them? And we've had people who have been doing sales for 15, 20 years go, Oh, I've been carrying that around this whole time and fighting that and trying to push the beach ball underwater as if I didn't believe it up here. I didn't believe it, but I believed it down here all these years. Oh my gosh. No wonder it's always felt like a, you know, a, a, like a stressful. Like a yeah. And, yes. and so many people say that, like, depending on the sales environment you are in, um, you know, you have to go for the deal. You have to fight for the deal. You have to hustle. You have to, you have to. It's like, ooh, give me a break. Well, wouldn't it be easier to believe it's fun? I just have a conversation. I'm connecting with somebody. I make an invitation. Life can be so much easier when I shift into that sales success mindset and I, I can actually stop to struggle. So I know this is not going to be like uh, a fix and it probably doesn't make any sense whatsoever to say, well, Erin, can you give us the process? Because it, you know, it does take a while. What is the best advice you could give people right now to help them on their journey? Like what mm. could they do? Yeah, absolutely. So the process of eliminating beliefs is not a difficult one and it's not time consuming. Just like the belief in Santa Claus can be gone in a five minute, <laughs> 10 minute conversation, right? For the rest of your life, it can go away and it never yeah. comes back and you're never the same after that. Same with any belief. That being said, one of the first parts that has to happen before an, a belief can be eliminated is you have to figure out what your beliefs are. And this is something that people can actually start to get into the habit of is uncovering what it is that's going on down here that's preventing them from getting the su success and the results that they actually want. And so the way you can do this and the way you can start shining this flashlight around in your subconscious to understand what's actually going on for you, because it's going to be a blind spot. Other people can probably see it, but you probably can't. I have my own and I need oh, other people's yeah, we, help. We right? all have, right? <laughs> So the quest, so the, what you can do, there's two steps. The first step is you figure out what pattern am I experiencing that I just do not want anymore. So this pattern may be, I go through my sales call and every time it comes uh, to the point in the call where I'm supposed to bring up money or budget, I freeze. I kind of freeze and then end up, Oh, look at this. We just started talking about something else. So I always get to the end of calls and I never bring up budget or Perhaps it's, um, I know that I need to do prospecting in order to increase the number of sales calls that I have every week to meet my quota or something like that. And every single week I procrastinate and put it off, you know, so whatever it is, you get clear on what the pattern is, or every time someone asks me X question, my pattern is I start to feel fear and anxiety and I clam up. So you pick the pattern that you no longer want in your life, the pattern that's holding you back, the pattern you want to get rid of. And you write that down. And you may have more than one. If you're a normal person, you'll probably have more than one pattern that you want to change in your life. So you get clear on each pattern. And then you look at your pattern that you've written down. And the magic question that you can ask yourself is this. 
what would I have to believe to be true in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? That is the magic question that starts to get you thinking and brainstorming of what in the world would I have to believe to keep getting stuck in this pattern. So if I'm walking down the street and I'm like, I don't know why I scream and run away every time there's a kitty cat coming towards me. It's like, what would I have to believe to be true in order to have this fearful reaction when I see cats? I could probably come up with cats are dangerous. Like that makes sense. And if I, I, I can think about it, if I didn't have that belief, I'd act differently. So you can start to come up with these beliefs about yourself, about the world, about others, expectations, uh, assumptions, and you can start to create a list of, of beliefs and go, you know what? If I didn't have these beliefs, if somebody came along and hit me over the head, I had amnesia and all of these beliefs were gone, does it make sense that I'd act differently? And a lot of times you can say, yes, these beliefs are probably causing me to act and get stuck in the way that I am. Um, and then if we have, I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but I can also share uh, at some point how people can tell if they have a belief or not. Well, that would be perfect within the next episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you got it. We are out of time for this episode, but this is such an amazing conversation and I'm so happy we can continue it. So I want to make sure that well, your, all your links are in the show notes. So everything is just one click away to connect with you. But also I want to send people to your mindfixgroup.com address, right? You can fix your mind. That's like the bridge and it's in a group. <laughs> so mindfixgroup.com. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next episode where we will start off with exactly this advice. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, wasn't that just a powerful episode? I hope you really enjoyed it and you got a really great idea of how you can remove mental roadblocks fast. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and get all the information to Erin, the transcripts, the show notes, all the links are just one click away. And while you're over there, sign up for the empowerment notes. This is empowerment right into your inbox, including updates on Hard Sales Podcast and amazing, valuable content that I usually do not share on social, but as a hard seller or somebody who belongs to the tribe of Hard Sales community, I am more than happy to share this and to support you on your journey to unlock your power. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Mm -hmm.